0: Hello, Sweet Sila podcast listener. We have an exciting invitation for you. Plan to help us celebrate our 100th episode on April the 1st. Wow, 100 episodes, that is a lot. Would you, dear listener, lend us your voice for this special occasion? For those of you who will not be able to come in person to our party, you can send a short testimony with your name, where you're from, and why you enjoy this podcast. You could even record it and send it along please email written or audio to sharon at sweetseela.org. For you dear listeners who live near Rochester, New Hampshire, well then, come on over to the party on Saturday, April 1st. We will be at Ward Radio from 10 to noon. Their studios and offices are at 120 Washington Street. In true party atmosphere with food, balloons, door prizes, and a drawing, please come. You can also record your testimony in the studio. We would love to see you there. Welcome to a podcast designed to bring biblical encouragement to your weary soul. We are so glad you're listening and we pray God blesses you and strengthens you in your walk with Him. The Sweet Sealer Moments Podcast is brought to you by the cooperative efforts of Sweet Sealer Ministries and Word Radio. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the
1: Sweet Sealer Moments Podcast. This is episode 97, Staying in Step with the Spirit. As we start to look at the fruits of the Spirit in this series, we have to start with the Holy Spirit. He's a member of the Trinity, which in itself is a complicated topic, Sharon. Want to try to explain Trinity to us? Oh, well, let's just dive in at the
2: deep end, Nicole.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Trinity is a mystery that theologians have wrestled with for centuries, so Mm. I don't know that I'll exactly solve it for us, (laughs) but um, God is big. He is not like us. He is so big that within one person, there are three.
1: Mm. And
2: that is such an amazing concept, and part of what makes Him God and not us. So there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, which I love because it's the Holy Spirit that lives in me Mm. that means that God's with me here. You know, there's sort of like God in heaven and there's God here. So God is with me. And the best explanation I've ever heard of the Trinity that's helped me, Mm. that maybe will help and maybe won't, but here it is. (laughs) Um, It's all about two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen, H2O, which is water, right? But H2O shows itself in three extremely different ways. It can show itself as ice. Mm -hmm. It can show itself as liquid, and it can show itself as steam. But it's all two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. It's the same substance. It is not a different substance. But um, it's shown in three different ways. So I kind of wonder, Lord, did you do that on purpose so that I could understand the Trinity better? Because (laughs) it really helps me. Because ice is so distinct from water, which is so distinct from steam, but it's the same Wow. So that's my best explanation of the Trinity from a layman's, <laughs> non-seminary trained person. You're welcome. Oh, that's pretty
1: good. Actually, <laughs> that helps me a little bit
2: too. <laughs> so how did you handle the Holy Spirit when you were a little kid? Because I know some kids are like, when they hear that the Spirit's within them, that Jesus lives in their heart, they yeah. try to feed him and, you oh know, things goodness, like that. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of cute, isn't
1: it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so I remember... I remember accepting Jesus and just feeling like this joy come over me. I'll never forget that day. But I never really gave him too much thought, I don't think. I don't think it was ever really expressed to me in a way that um, I kind of grasped, grasped onto until I was a little bit older. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's the Holy Spirit. And I kind of don't really pay much attention to him. Maybe I should try to talk to him or pray to him. Do I pray to the Holy Spirit?
2: <laughs> or does the Spirit enable me to pray to talk right. to Jesus and God? You're just like, hi, yeah. Holy
1: Spirit. You kind of get ignored. I talk to God and Jesus. So just trying to wrestle with that as, a, as growing up. Um, But it's funny. My kids, I just bought a book for the girls called The Holy Spirit, My Best Friend. Before we did this podcast. kidding. So I was like, you know what? I'm just now starting to really understand or trying to understand the Holy Spirit and his power. My kids have no idea either. We should try to learn this together. It's such a simple explanation, too, They kind of go through um, about how he's with you and how he helps you, enables you to remember the things that you learned from God. Like, hey, be kind. So right. I thought that was kind of neat and a I little love bit. I the you know. timing. That's yeah. amazing.
2: <laughs> and you know, sometimes the best explanations are the ones given to children. At least for my brain.
1: Yes, that's why I love the Jesus Storybook Bible yes. so much. It takes yes. those big stories and it's so beautifully simple. It distills it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I love that funny. about God. It's simple enough for a child to to grasp, and yet complex enough that men can argue about it forever. Oh, for right? Sure. Yeah.
1: So- And that's the mystery and beauty of God. If we understood him, then we'd be like, oh, all right, check that off. Moving on to the next thing. There's always more to know about him. more depth. It's incredible. All (laughs) the
2: time. Absolutely. I had the same kind of experience when I accepted Christ. I I didn't think of Holy Spirit. I I asked Jesus into my heart. And seeing God, Jesus, Holy Spirit are one, that's cool. That's fine. God is in me. Jesus is in me. The Spirit is in me because they're one. But... um, I never, I never misunderstood it like physically I had to feed God or anything like I've heard some children do. But the same glow, the same yeah. knowing as a four-year-old, as a four-year-old, that God had entered me. Mm-hmm. I knew I'm not
1: alone anymore. Oh, I just felt this yes. presence with me you so know, strongly. It was, yeah, It's hard to explain. It you know? is.
2: <laughs> but that's, I think, the beauty of the Spirit being mm. left with us. Remember Jesus saying, you know, it's better actually that I go. You know, right now, I'm in a physical body. I'm in one place at one time. And if, mm. you know, like I'm visiting Nazareth and you're in Cana, I'm not with you. But when I go, I send the Spirit who'll that's always right. be with you. And that's what we've got. The Holy Spirit is the always be with you part mm. of the Trinity where we can be in a prison. We can be like Corey Ten Boom in a flea infested, horrible hole, oh, yeah. you know, Um He's within us. They can't get to Him.
1: him (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much.
2: So, Well, I do a series of talks on the portion of Scripture we're going to read today, and it's called In Step with the Spirit, so it's all about the Holy Spirit, and I'm excited to share it on a podcast in this format Mm. um, for a change. So we're going to read the passage that goes along with the In Step with the Spirit talk and then unpack some principles that God kind of showed me from it. So why don't you start the reading, Nicole, and we'll read back and forth.
1: All right. I'm going to start with Galatians 5, 13 through 26. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For For the the
2: whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself.
1: But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another.
2: So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide
1: your lives.
2: Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves.
1: The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions.
2: But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses.
1: When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures,
2: idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger,
1: (laughs) selfish ambition, dissension, division, and the list goes on, (laughs) envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God.
2: But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness Okay, so <laughs> we're studying fruit, fruitful
1: living. What do you learn from this passage, my friend, about cultivating fruit? Yeah, so I think we definitely need the Holy Spirit for this one, seeing as they are the fruits of the Spirit. So yes. first and foremost, we need to belong to Jesus. Yes, he needs to be an, he needs to be our Savior. We need the Holy Spirit within us. We cannot do this on our own, <laughs> and we also need to walk in the Spirit which really means just keeping him in the front of our minds, you know, filtering life through him. Like the verse said that even though we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we are still at war with our flesh. We are. So we need his help. It's so true. Yeah. And our sinful nature is trying to get us to do the exact opposite of what the Holy Spirit, Spirit wants us to do. It's a battle. And it we is. We desperately need to lean into him to win that battle. Mm-hmm. You are so right. You are so right. And, you know, one thing that I
2: notice about this passage, which I hadn't really picked up on before, is if you look at the beginning, um, he's talking about loving your neighbor as yourselves, not biting and devouring each other. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's telling the church at Galatia, hey, hey, hey behave nicely towards each other right yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then at
2: the very end he he kind of concludes with it let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous to one another mm. and so in between this message to the church to behave nicely yes. behave yourselves basically right. <laughs> in the middle it tells you how you know right. all these things are st- we're still capable of all these things this i think is what is so sad mm. even as christ followers we are still capable of jealousy of stirring up dissension of yeah. you're not going to believe what she said oh, oh are yes. you kidding me you know <laughs> all that kind of thing isn't just eradicated when we accept christ and you're right we have to have the holy spirit at the forefront in order in order to conquer the flesh that mm-hmm. wants to be jealous that wants to be conceited that That is offended if people don't ask us how we are,
1: you (laughs) know? I mean, really. It does. That sinful nature rears its ugly head so easily. It's shocking. (laughs) You'll start the day feeling so good and kind of like, you know, in the spirit and you just kind of like go on your way and bam, you're (laughs) you're angry or jealous or gossipy so quickly. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's a battle and we have to lean into him. We do. We have no chance without him. We have no chance. (laughs) And
2: as Christians, we live in community with each other. Yes. So, you know, we bump shoulders all the time. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't learn to lean into the Spirit, uh, it's not going to be a very healthy church community situation. Yeah, it really isn't. Ugly, so really this is this is a warning to us, and it's it's a good one. Mm, it really is. Yeah. So well, as I studied all this, um, I came back and kind of landed on Galatians six twenty five in the NIV. It reads this way: Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Mm. So that word step. Okay, if I'm if if the spirit's in me, how do I stay in step with him? Yeah. Because God lets me walk away if I want to. I am mm-hmm. not a robot completely controlled by God. I want to be controlled by God. <laughs> I know. But I have to yield. Yes. He won't take it. And that brings me to my step thing. So here we go. Um, we're supposed to walk in the spirit and stay in step with it. So what do you think that means? Do you have any other thoughts before we go into my four little
1: steps? (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, so I know in my life when nothing is going horribly wrong, you know, those times when you feel like you need constant communication and instruction and encouragement from God, um, that's actually when I start to go wrong when things feel good because... In reality, I still need him step-by-step. Step. Yeah. And when I start to go, oh, thanks, God. Things are going good. I'm good for a while. I usually get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I find that the things that trip me up the most are the little daily things that build up, you know? Yes. Like, do I really need to be angry at my kids for not turning their clothes right side out when they put up the laundry? <laughs> <laughs> or no, should I really lash out at my husband and ignore the fact that he had a really rough day at work and maybe give him some grace, you know? Um, I remember doing this Bible study once on motherhood, and it said that when you're frustrated and you're trying to discipline your children, that when you look at them, envision the cross in front of them. So you have to look through the cross or around the cross to see your children. And when you look at the cross, you're seeing what God did for you and how he forgave you. And that, for me, is a very powerful reminder to get me Back in step with the spirit and go. Okay, God, I did not start out this discipline session with you, with me. Can you help me, please? And then all of a sudden, my words are seasoned with kindness
2: Uh and more Uh toward.
1: I want to encourage you to be better instead of I want to beat you for doing the wrong thing.
2: Exactly. So,
1: man, it makes such a difference. Just like a switch.
2: Yes, and I love the way you said it's the little things because I do think it is. I don't think we wake up one morning and say. I would like to be a mass murderer, right? (laughs) Right.
1: Let's have a drunken party. No, it's it's small. Or I think I'll rob a
2: bank today. (laughs) But but small steps of allowing bitterness in, of allowing um, our rights to make us feel justified in anger or bitterness, those small steps pull us away from being yoked with God, yes. away from staying in step with the Spirit. Because the Spirit's not walking in that direction. He's not <laughs> <It's> walking <true. laughs> towards bitterness and anger, right? That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. It's the small things. Yeah. It is. So, okay. So here we go. I wanted to just make sure I let you say everything before we walk into oh, our steps. Is- <laughs> <laughs> the first step, and I, what I did was I took the letters S, T, e and p mm. and i made each of them a word that i think is part of staying in step with the spirit Ooh, so this be the first um letter is s in step and i use the word surrender Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: because
2: <laughs> because really that's what it is it's our will or his will mm. all the time my will is to want to snap you know, mm-hmm. when the kid does something wrong. It's funny you talk about the laundry inside out. Ray always has one sleeve the wrong way. <laughs> Just one. I'm like, how does he do this? He takes one sleeve off right and the other one's inside out all the time. Oh my goodness. You know, and yet that's such a piddly <laughs> little whatever.
1: Know, but it can really get can, to us it after a while. So
2: silly. And then yes. you're
1: like, why am I so angry over this turned inside out sock? Like, Nicole, let it go. <laughs> Just
2: turn the sock. Yeah, yes. exactly. Oh. So this surrendered heart. So um the verse in the Bible that I chose to go with the S is um, from Paul's talk to the church at Rome in Mm. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And this is what he says. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, Mm. holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm, I love best. that, mm-hmm. and it works with surrender well. So why don't you define surrender and talk to us about it a bit.
1: So I liked GotQuestions.org had said that um, surrender is a battle term, and I kind of didn't realize that. Um, That it implies giving up the right, giving up your rights to the conqueror. Interesting. Yeah, and then a more traditional definition would be to yield to the power of another, to give or deliver a possession of anything upon compulsion or demand. So it's a battle term for surrendering, but there's a willingness to... I think with Jesus, mm-hmm. there's more of a willingness. We're more... Because he's a he's a gentle conqueror. He doesn't come in and demand.
2: True. He yes. gives
1: us freely the gift of salvation, and then in return, it's all we can do is give him our hearts and our lives. Like, I'll take it. You'll do yes. much better with it than me. <laughs> but there's an act of willingly surrendering. So... In my own life, um, things I struggle to surrender is my children. It always comes back to my kids right now in the season of well, life. Well, of course it does. But it's really hard to surrender my children's health and well-being and futures to God sometimes. We think we know better and we think we can control it. So to surrender my children to him, knowing that he has great plans for them and he's going to do a lot better with them than I am. <laughs> uh uh-huh, Uh huh. huh. And then just leaving them in his hands.
2: It's the leaving too, isn't it's it? It's the leaving. Yes. That's even yes. harder,
1: you know? Um, and then even on a, a simpler, just turning my day to him before I go and start to do my to-do list. Like, God, what do you want from my day today? So if you take off all these things from my list and give me an interruption, that's what you want me to do. And mm-hmm. Being willing to surrender to his mm-hmm. leading through things that don't seem like that's part of the plan right you know i mean most of jesus's ministry was interruptions it was. and he surrendered to his father's will and he would stop for those interruptions and surrender and deal with them instead of going to the main mission where he was going uh-huh. and oh i want a heart more like that oh absolutely yes yes surrender
2: in the small things and the big things and the mm. big thing is the children yeah oh my goodness and yet you're right he knows better mm-hmm. his will is like we just read in romans 12 his good
1: pleasing and oh
2: perfect.
1: Yeah, and I really? can't I can't match that. <laughs> no.
2: No, no, no. I was thinking even of um, small surrenders like I'm um, going to church on Sunday. Oh, That's okay. a surrender of free time mm-hmm. in a culture that says, you know, do other things yeah. on a Sunday, but it's a surrendering of time and it's mm-hmm. saying, you know, this is important and this is my weekly surrender. And I like the thought of, you know, the daily surrender too when we pray at the beginning of the day, yes. that surrendered heart to and I yield to you. I want to stay in step with you. Mm-hmm. So I surrender my will to yours because if you lead me this way, I want to walk with you and not, get, wait, where are you going? You know, right. I, so I want to be with him. So I think that's so good. I was trying to think of a biblical example of surrender. And I think one of the very, very best mm-hmm. is Jesus, Mother Mary. Oh, yeah. She has a plan for her life. It's a nice plan. It's a simple plan. She just wants to marry Joseph and have kids, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And God comes in and says, no, you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. So, And you're going to get pregnant, and people are going to think bad things about you. Mm. And she said, may it be to me as you have said. Hmm. I mean, just okay. She surrendered Everything to stay in step with the Holy Spirit who had a special plan for her life. Talk oh, about yeah. an interruption.
1: Absolutely. Your right? whole life, life is kind of So, there.
2: man alive. Okay, well, that's surrender.
1: <clears throat> all right, so next one we'll talk about is T for trust. So, the verse is Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding.
2: Mm. <laughs> trust with all your heart. That all is so, like... Inclusive. Yes. Like, oh, that part too, God. Are you sure? I think I can do that one. No, no,
1: I can't. No, all, all, all.
2: So I looked up trust, and I came up with this definition, a firm belief in the reliability or ability or truth or strength of something or someone. Mm. That's what it is. You know, it, it's, it's as simple um, as firmly believing that when I flump down on my couch mm. to do my daily quiet time that the couch will hold me up. <laughs> I, I don't actually worry about it. It's a quite, quite the nice couch. Right? You know? <laughs> That's There's trust together. there. Or um, I can remember, this was a little more scary. My kids catching me unaware. They'll be like walking on a wall. Yes. Catch me, mom, and oh, leaping. Oh, my goodness. Totally convinced that I'm capable yes. of catching them. Of rushing and saying Yes, them and yes. And I'm like, oh, for crying a lot I wasn't even looking at you. It's a good thing I caught you. <laughs> so um, trust, trust is a, just a firm belief that it's going to work the way you think it's going to. And yeah. really... With this step principle, you know the fact that to stay in step with the Spirit, we gotta trust where He's leading, mm-hmm. right? That's true. We surrender, but we also have to trust that that path where you know He's taking us away we didn't really want to go. Right. We need to trust it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's so tough. I remember doing that with my dad, too. I would leap up off of six or seven steps and go, Daddy, catch me. I'd say it as I was midair, and he would reach over and grab me just in time. He never dropped me. That poor man, I would just go, Daddy, catch me, and leap off the <laughs> stairs so many. He's like, you gave me so many gray hairs doing that. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun, Dad. But I trusted him. I just knew he was going to catch me. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Whether he was ready or not. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, it was surrendering. And then, I think trust is so good. It comes after surrendering. Because once you surrender something, trusting that God's going to keep it. Yes. Like your kids. God, you've got them. And now... Don't try to take them back, Nicole. God's got them. I trust you, Lord. Mm -hmm. I trust you you in Mm -hmm. my life. You'll have my children as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So thinking of a biblical example, um, Abraham, he's a really good one. He trusted and went out knowing where he was going. And, you know, I didn't realize that the city he left was really nice, that Abraham was a wealthy man, or his uncle was, and he lived. Yes, and he, so he, he lived, lived well. Left. He mm-hmm. lived well, and he left all of that behind, going to the unknown, to tent and live in the desert. Isn't that wild to think about that? Yeah, like yeah. if you're like, hey, Josh, God is calling us to leave everything behind. A nice job, a nice cozy warm house. And I don't know, know where we're going. We don't know where we're going, and we may not even. I don't know if God told Abraham at that time if he wouldn't see the fulfillment of like if he wouldn't be the did. one. Yeah. to see the process. So he didn't even know. No, he it's just crazy. left. And he, he just trusted went. God and yeah. took his family and left.
2: Yeah, I, Abraham's not just known as a man of faith because he trusted about Isaac who got born when Abraham was 100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just living, leaving comfort for the unknown mm-hmm. is an incredible act of faith and trust. And yeah. you know what came from it was beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, but yeah. man alive. That's that's big trust. That is.
1: Yeah, he started his whole journey out with God with that yeah. huge trust. Yeah.
2: So okay, so we've done S. We surrender.
1: Mm-hmm. If we're gonna
2: stay in step with the spirit, we have to have a surrendered life. And then we trust. Mm-hmm. And then the E is expect. Mm-hmm. We actually expect that this is gonna result in good things. Oh, it's like a happy that. word. Yeah, I like that. I like this expect. <laughs> so um All right. So the verse for that is Psalm 27, 14. Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes. Wait for and hope for and expect the Lord.
1: That's nice. Yeah. I love it. That's
2: the amplified. I like that version.
1: Yeah. That sounds great. I love the wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So the definition of expect is to regard something as likely to happen or regard someone as likely to do something or be something or even believe that someone will arrive soon. So that's kind of neat. That's kind of nice. We do. We expect all of these things. We can expect safely all of these things of Jesus because he will not let us down. He will. So I love that. We can expect him to arrive soon. Come back and take us home, Jesus. Yes, <laughs> we please. We can expect that and we can trust that he will. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. all kind of come together. You surrender trust and then you expect, but you can trust in that expectation of Jesus. Yes, you, know? you can. Yeah. So what that would look like, you know, I think when we trust him, we expect him to lead us and we have to watch for in our daily lives. So we surrender We trust Him, and then we expect, okay, God, how is this going to show up in our lives? And we watch for it, because it's going to happen.
2: And we watch for it, exactly. So being
1: being ready to see it.
2: It's kind of like your example of the interruptions. Mm. We're we're expecting that if there's an interruption, He has a purpose in it.
1: Absolutely. And
2: so then it's not a, a negative thing, it's a positive thing. Oh! Well, I didn't expect this person to show up at my door. Right. Okie dokie. Lord, I expect that you're going to do something through this because I prayed mm. that this would be a day led by you, you yeah. know, and then that kind of
1: changes the... The whole oh it does our whole heart on the matter yeah, yeah. it really really oh, it's does so good yeah That's and, so you know good. and trust that if we we ask for help and what to say or what to do that he will come through and he will give us what we need absolutely so relying on him yeah, yeah. it's tough yeah. but it's good
2: it's tough but it's good <laughs> <laughs> this is a silly example but it makes me think of Bella whenever we take a walk with Bella and we come back in because I mean Bella has little tiny legs <laughs> and we walk her like crazy she's just like five miles a day some days and she's just this is a little tiny teddy bear puppy. Most teddy bear puppies, are not abused like that. You know? <laughs> but she trots along with as good as gold. So her reward is um, a dream bone. They're called the Ooh. dream bones. And <laughs> oh my word, I don't know what's in them, but she loves them. So we come in from the walk and I take off her leash and I take off her little coat if it's cold out. And then she starts to dance oh because she knows. She expects right. <laughs> that something good is going to happen, yeah. you know, after that walk. And sure enough, it does. And then Aww. she leaps for her little bone and she <laughs> runs off. It's just so cute. So, so she's funny. got a happy expectation. Yeah. And it makes her trot along on the walks quite nicely. Knowing that she's got something to yes. express the Yes, home. That's good. <laughs> and we should have that happy expectation, too, that when mm. we're in step with the Spirit, it's not like God is out to hurt us. Yeah. When we ask for fish, he doesn't give us a scorpion. <laughs> right. You know, we can expect Mm -hmm. that he's going to bring good from it. That's wonderful. I love that. that I was thinking of a Bible example again, because that's sort of our theme song here. (laughs) And I was thinking of the time when Paul was so convinced he was going to, I think, Asia Minor. I should have looked this up, but I did not. So I think it was Asia Minor. Mm. And he has a dream. And in Mm -hmm. the dream, a guy from Macedonia in the Greek area says, please come. And Paul, who expects God to interrupt him, right. immediately changes his plans and goes to the Greece. Hmm. Just like that, you yeah. know? He had an expectation that God would direct. And mm-hmm. so if he's going to close the door in one place, all right then, I receive it, says mm-hmm. Paul. I'm not going to kick that door in. Um, where would you like me? Oh, Macedonia? Got it, Lord. And so off he goes.
1: Isn't that and he didn't even sit and well let me make sure let me pray let me ponder are you sure God he just he just there obeys. was a dream
2: and yeah. he believed it was from the Lord because he expected great. God right. to do things like that because he
1: was walking and stepping
2: yes out. yeah Isn't
1: that cool oh yeah. I love it <laughs> all right now to the P that we did surrender trust expect and now persevere let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up Galatians six nine.
2: I love that verse so much because you can get weary of doing good, Mm -hmm. especially when you're not seeing immediate results and we're the instant society. We like immediate results.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So here's
2: our definition. To keep at something in spite of difficulties, opposition, or discouragement. Mm. To keep at it. That's a good one. So, and I saw that um, when I taught piano lessons. Mm. The ones that practiced amazingly got better. Yeah, I know, strange what a concept. Right. <laughs> they played their scales, they did their dozen a day these little finger exercises to yeah. get their fingers stronger. And then my goodness, they advanced. Wow. Those that would come every week and explain why they couldn't possibly have spent 15 minutes a day on the piano did not progress, shall we say, mm. rather, you know, or very slowly.
1: Right. <laughs> Not surprisingly. <laughs> so they needed
2: to persevere in, mm. in the daily boredom of the dozen of days in right. order to progress. And I, I found the same thing when I did my diet a couple of years ago and lost my 50 pounds. Mm. There were days, there were weeks. <laughs> they weren't just days. There were weeks <laughs> of discouragement where I'm doing all the right things and I'm not dropping one pound. Right. And that's just not fair, right? Because <laughs> I was hungry a lot. Right. Good gravy. But by persevering, the weight did come off. Yeah. I just had to keep going and not let discouragement and opposition stick stay in the way. Mm. So perseverance
1: is hard. It is. It is. You need to be in step with the spirit to keep that perseverance up because it's really really hard. <laughs> so that verse is on my fridge, on my mirror, on it's everywhere in my house. Because in the season of life I'm in, I just get so worn out during the mundane task. Yes. You know? just, it just gets a little monotonous for me. Um, and this verse has been such an encouragement to me. Um, I hold on to the promise that I will reap a harvest of plenty if I don't give up. <laughs> I pray that over all the little interactions with my kiddos. And, you know, it adds up to them really truly loving and walking with the Lord in their lives. And that would be amazing. You know, I pray that, you know? Yes, I pray that every extra effort I put toward my marriage results in a husband that feels loves and who loves freely in return. Um, But it's the not giving up. We must keep on doing the right thing, even when we don't want to. Amen, sister, yes. Which is a lot of the time, (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) So Bible example of perseverance. Daniel was pretty good. Daniel kept doing the right thing in Babylon, despite being pulled away from the life he knew and all. And from, you know, he did that whole special diet in a land where there was a lot of decadence and Oh my goodness, yes. And he could have eaten whatever he wanted. He was encouraged to eat whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah. almost threatened. But the fact that he stayed talking about dieting and doing the right thing. That's really hard. Yes. It's easier in your own little home kind of. If you don't have the mm-hmm. goodies when you're at a party or at a banquet or at a kingdom with food all around you to stay the course and persevere is amazing. And when he would pray three times a day despite the order... For death, if he didn't, yeah. Despite
2: death, despite death yeah, being the yeah. consequence
1: of being yeah. caught, he yeah. persevered. He did. I loved so Daniel. A good
2: one. He stayed good, mm. even though he was ripped away from everything good yeah. and forced to be in a land he didn't want with people over him.
1: Mm. But he didn't. He just kept doing the right thing. He did.
2: Oh, my goodness, let's, good let's keep in step with the Spirit. Let's surrender, trust, expect, and persevere.
1: I think that's a good idea. All right,
2: let's do it. Okay, okay. well, it's time to pray. My goodness, that went fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father, I, I thank you. I thank you that there, that there is the gift of the Holy Spirit, that mm. we're not told that all on our own we've got to manufacture that love, joy, peace, patience stuff, Lord. You live within us, and if we will surrender and trust, we can expect, if we persevere, that you will give us that fruit that we can't do on our own. Mm -hmm. Thank you,
1: Lord. Help us to live fruitfully. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we've got a lot to practice this week as we ask for God to help us to stay in step with his spirit. Remember, if you're new to this, babies are called toddlers for a reason when they first learn to walk. They don't just glide across the room. They wobble and teeter-totter for quite some time. So let's take our first toddler steps today and do our best to surrender, trust, expect, and persevere. We love hearing from you. Write us at sweetsela.org slash podcast and tell us your thoughts on spirit-led living. Tell us how God is teaching you. We also would be so grateful for reviews of this podcast so that, that it can be shown to more people. Would you consider doing that for us? And as always, we're grateful when you support us financially. Go to sweetsela.org slash donations to make a donation and write podcast partner on the memo line so we can send you our monthly newsletter. You might especially want to get that newsletter this month as we plan our 100th episode party. We hope you'll be back next week as we examine the fruit one at a time. We'll start with the greatest fruit, love, in episode 99, Love Like Jesus. Until then, watch your step.
0: We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.